0: The sound of a ventilator echoes in your ears as a loved one clings to life, battling COVID-19. Words and phrases like long hauler, social distancing, variant, herd immunity, and new normal have become part of our vocabularies. When a friend or family member is battling a deadly virus, a disease that has killed 746,000 people in the United States alone, minor inconveniences like wearing a mask or not being able to travel pale in comparison. Leonardo, 14, from Italy. This quarantine makes me think, while I just want to drown in those thoughts, that today more than yesterday remind me of its purity, its euphoria. I seem to be on the other side, dreaming of my freedom. In episode three of Aftermath, Brooke Williams and Jaylene Gilstrap share the stories of those who lost lives and loved ones due to the coronavirus pandemic.
1: At first thought, mine is an ordinary story of loss. I spent the month of November in the hospital with my grandparents and only one of them made it out. My grandpa died. Not with COVID, but because of COVID. He couldn't get the care that he needed to recover from his stroke. As much as this was a huge loss for my family and I, there are countless other losses to consider. A couple episodes ago, we mentioned my sister's white coat ceremony that she never got to have, and it seems like everyone lost something that was really important to them. My passion for music is my whole world. It's every second of every day. I spent years working toward being the absolute best I could be in that passion for music and for performing.
0: Drum majors Marty Freerson, Carson Kimber, Brendan Lockie, and Justin Nguyen. Is your core ready?
1: I was finally contracted for the 2020 season of Drum Corps International in a top 12 core.
0: Performing their 2021 program, Beyond the Canvas.
2: Drum Corps International is proud to present...
1: for those who don't know i was in world class marching music's major league it was a huge deal it was what i had worked toward every day and covid tore that opportunity out of my hands and left me with nothing to look forward to when the season was canceled it was a big deal and something many people will never get back I met one of my dear friends, Rachel, in the 2021 season. She is here to help me illustrate that loss for people who don't understand it. First of all, auditioning for any drum corps entails a lot of work. It's buying the audition material, paying for the audition, and camps, and flights to the camp, and all kinds of preparation time.
3: My first year, for example, I would practice six hours a day, every day, and I put (laughs) <laughs> my mellow i would tuck my mellow into bed with me for good luck um when i think actually it was just more than good luck it was just a reminder every time i'd see my melophone, oh practice and so the practicing was <laughs> my good luck it definitely takes a lot of patience with yourself and a lot of patience with the process of just
1: practicing and improving in your own time the hard work is only beginning when you get a contract that's when you return monthly for rehearsal camps and continue earning your place on the field by being ranked on your performance in practice assignments and whatnot. Just before what would have been our third rehearsal camp, we found out that the 2020 DCI season was canceled.
3: I was bummed, like everybody everybody was, but, you know, figured it was for the best, probably, to, to keep everyone safe, so. For me, it was a bummer to just miss out on... I, a year or two that I thought I was really going to be able to march. Um, That's just time that we're never going to get back. And those are shows that we never got to perform and ideas that we never got to illustrate and just performing that we never got to do it's really hard to lose that year and to be in isolation for so long and not have what you look forward to every year and not have auditions and not make all these friends and it can feel really sad to not have the activity to look forward to so it's really hard that we lost out on performances um but everyone did so we can we
1: can talk to each other about it and grow from it and um and have a support system drum corps international has an age limit of 21 to cap the talent level which meant that if 2021 didn't happen my age wouldn't see the field ever again the year before me was granted one more year when the 2021 season came around many corps announced that they would not participate and dci hence made it non-competitive and shortened it by a month At this point, I only had two months worth of a season left to look forward to because I was what we called an age out.
3: I decided to March the 2021 season, even with all the uncertainty and chaos of COVID um, and everything, because it was my age out. I figured this is all I have left. Um, This is the only time I'll ever be able to do this again. So no matter what happened, I wanted to, I wanted to finish out my year and my years of performing and even because it was a shorter season and not competitive i was really excited for that because i could just go and make friends and have a blast with these people that i've known for years and finish out my season with my home team the 2021 season was especially special because we had all been in isolation for so long and hadn't had anything really to look forward to. And then we could come back and just have this incredible experience with all these people that we would have missed out on had we not marched. It was unlike anything in drum corps history before. It was special because we did it and we
1: persevered and we made it happen. And
3: I'm really proud of us for all of that.
1: That season was proof that drum corps is so much more than the scores. The members, staff, and volunteers who made it happen sacrificed a lot of time, money, and worked incredibly hard every day despite there being no score to work towards. Drum Corps is miserable. That That is
3: true. I have marched three years, and I will tell you what, it sure is miserable, but it's worth it. You meet all these wonderful people. It gives you lifelong friends that you never would have met anywhere else. When I was younger, I kind of struggled to keep friendships um it's just a little bit hard for me to find people who were interested in the same stuff as me and when you get to drum court you meet 150 people that have that same love and that same passion for performing that you do and it's like you have all these people that you're my friends and my family and I will love you no matter what for the rest of my life (laughs) it's a really incredible bond that you make with all these people the rush of performing as well is something that you could bottle it and sell for millions. It's the most incredible thing. Performing in front of thousands of people and loving it and excelling and you're with all these people that you love so much. It's just the most incredible thing that you can't get anywhere else. As well as that, you Push the limits of what you ever think that you can do yourself. Drum Corps is the most challenging activity that I can possibly think of. Um, My first year, Marine Corps recruiters came in and told us that what we were doing, how we train, is harder than Marine Corps boot camp. And uh, that kind of opened my eyes a bit to how proud I am of myself and of anyone who marches because it's hard. Once you're done, you are so proud of yourself. It pushes the limits of anything you've ever thought of, mentally, physically. But when you do it, it's incredible. And it just really is an honor.
1: The 2021 age out class suffered a huge loss. And it's something I mourn every day. But Rachel reminds me that our class kept the activity going. We voluntarily saved DCI from folding during the pandemic. And we get to be part of the audience now. We actually weren't allowed to go back into the stadium a lot of the time.
3: So we would go perform and then come out and that's it. Like I didn't see another course show until I think the last night of Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, and that can be really hard as a performer to actually never get to see the incredible work from others. It's actually one of the reasons aging out is good. So you can appreciate other people's scores when you go back when you don't perform anymore and you get to be an audience member.
1: It's incredible. We are so fortunate to have a bond like no other with the people that we march side by side with. And together we can support each other and help each other to move on from our difficult retirement season. I couldn't have said it better myself. Rachel put it beautifully. Hopefully our story can help you, the listener, to know that you're not alone and your losses matter and everyone is mourning something and we're all trying to get through this together.
0: An illuminating story from Brooke Williams and Rachel Crane discussing the opportunities they lost due to COVID-19. Lincoln, 11 years old from the United Kingdom. Life was always fast paced. We never slowed down until everything stopped when Corona came to town. Now all is quiet and there's peace all around. We've looked in our hearts and kindness we've found. We learn now with mom, this is a new feature but we can't wait to get back to our teacher. I miss Sea cadets, school, my friends, and my dad. I miss sharing the fun times, and that makes me sad. We've had social distancing picnics, social distancing walks, social distancing hugs, and social distancing talks. I'm looking forward to getting away, the beach, the hotel, and a perfect holiday. When it is, I'll throw my arms open wide and shout to the world, we can all go outside. Don't give up hope. The end is in sight. If we all stick together, we'll all win this fight. And now Jaylene interviews her grandmother, Vicki Gilstrap, a woman who, in spite of the difficulties thrown at her because of COVID-19, refused to back down, refused to give in. A woman who can really only see the positives in life. Hi, I'm
4: here with Vicki Gilstrap, Hello. So, Vicki, can you just start by, you know, introducing yourself, giving me where you're from, how old you are, and maybe like a fun fact? All right. My
2: fun fact is that I am the grandmother of Jaylene Gilstrap, and and that's very fun for me, has been forever. I'm a citizen of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm 76 years old, getting up there. I have enjoyed watching the University of Utah in all of their athletics, but especially I'm fond of gymnastics.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Uh So Vicki, we are just using our podcast and talking about COVID and the effects it had in school, our everyday lives. And this specific podcast, we're just going to talk about the effects it had with losses. And so I wanted to interview you because I know once you get to a certain age, COVID becomes more of a risk. You become automatically classified as a high risk and just COVID was scary in general, but I just wanted to hear some of your thoughts on, you know, any stories you have about people you've lost. Okay. Explaining to me, um, your story and how scary it was when COVID first happened and the lack of family exposure, especially because you live so close to your family. Okay. Basically, I took a friend to the hospital
2: who was needing to go to the emergency room for nothing related to COVID. But this was on about the 20th of March of 2020. And I was helping her in the ER and she was very cold. So I kept going out and asking for more blankets over and over again. And I think as a result of that, I'm not sure just what it was, but I had COVID. And it was the 27th of March that I got sick and I had a really high fever and I was really sick for three weeks. They took me to the ER And tested me, but it was right at the beginning of COVID and the tests weren't good like they are now. And so they told me I didn't have it. And I found out later that I had the antibodies. So the doctor said, I really believed you had it at the time. So I know from personal experience what it's like to have it. Fortunately, I was sick for three weeks. I was very sick, as sick as I've ever been, but I didn't have to go to the hospital and I didn't have to be put on a ventilator, but I have friends that that's happened to. And I I quarantined myself the whole year that that we were in and so it was it was a hard thing for me and my friends we actually learned to use zoom during this time so that we could be in touch with one another and be sure that everybody was all right because you know i have a a large group of friends a sunday school class that has a lot of ladies in it that are my age and so it's it's hit close to home now the the person that it's it's been the most traumatic for me is I have I have a friend that I've been friends with for 20 years and her name is Faye DeLong and she is a little jolly lady just like me she's she's about as wide as she is tall with gray hair and and a sweetheart who had been married for 56 years yeah. and her son actually was at that time living in the house with she and her husband and he went to and Faye, is, Faye and Bill are retired, have, were at home and had had both of their shots. Yeah. They both had Moderna vaccinations. Their son had Pfizer vaccination, but he brought COVID home from work and they both got COVID okay. and... Both became very ill, and Bill had already had upper respiratory problems. So they took him to the ER, and within two days, he was on a ventilator, and within two weeks, he passed away. And so this has been, it it hit very close to home. I I actually knew I was going to have this interview with you tonight, and I called to see how she's doing. And she talked about how hard her life has been these, these uh, past few months. It's, it's been probably three months since he passed away.
1: Can um, you
4: imagine, you know, but, I know yeah. me personally, how scared I was when you were really sick, right? When COVID happened, I mm-hmm. was terrified my dad, he was crying. He was so worried because we thought it was COVID and we didn't know the possibilities. We just knew it was bad and people were dying and mm-hmm. they said if you were older, then you're at most risk, and right. so I was terrified for you, and when both my parents got it, I was terrified for their lives, and they weren't even that sick, or ever had to go on a ventilator, so I can't even imagine, you know, it, a yeah, it's a
2: It's a very frightening thing for anybody that's related to somebody that has it. I'm I was the same way when your parents got sick, because your mom has some extenuating circumstances and just like me your dad is is a heavy man and that's that's a problem with covid you know it's, it's a it's something that the vulnerable people that have underlying conditions are the ones that are really having the worst problem with the severe illness now that's i have true. have two girlfriends that i travel with we went on a trip just a couple of weeks ago to Galveston and both of them didn't get to go because their ex-husbands but the father of their children were both in the hospital on ventilators and one of them passed away yeah. uh, so you know the the effect the, the one that passed away had four children and I, I don't know their. There are probably twelve grandchildren and even some great grandchildren in that are all affected by the
4: the horror of the the disease. Yeah. No, I it breaks my heart and just seeing Mm -hmm. the news, everything coming out about COVID and the deaths and and especially the fact that it affected the older generation so much more. You know, Mm -hmm. I was terrified and like I was scared to go places because I didn't want to bring it home to my family. Nor Absolutely. If I, yeah. Nor if I was, especially if I was in Oklahoma, I would not, I'd be scared to see you because, because I'm not as vulnerable. I don't have many underlining conditions that would put me at risk, but it doesn't and, and fortunately, I don't either. I'm just, I just have a weight
2: problem, well, <laughs> but you- I'm healthy. I'm healthy other than that. And, and, uh, that was certainly in my favor when I had it. But one of the things I remember during the COVID time is that, you know, I have two children and four grandchildren that live here in Oklahoma City, and we would meet through my glass door. Susan and Abby would come and dance on my front porch to mm-hmm. say hi and dro- drop off food and things like that, because I I took care of
4: myself after I was sick. I didn't want it again, for sure. No, no that's my mom. She's like, I could never do that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so it was the most awful sickness I've ever had, and she was also vaccinated. But I mean, mm-hmm. vaccinated because it was so new, which was even more scary. I feel like I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. didn't even know what a vaccine was at the time that I had it. You know, it was. I feel like they didn't even really know what COVID was. Honestly, mm-hmm. they didn't even know you had COVID because the tests were so inaccurate. That's right. I believe
2: you would remember Janice Hendricks, the lady that came to the Quidditch tournament with me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her, her ex-husband is in the hospital right now and has been for over a month on a ventilator, like keeping him sedated, and he's in very bad shape. They're not really expecting that they're going to be able to take him off of it, or if they do, that he would live.
4: It is definitely something else, definitely the worst, I don't know, probably thing I've ever experienced in my 19 years of life. Well, it's... It's something that in 76 years, I haven't experienced
2: anything like it. You know, it changed everybody's life in in a lot
4: of ways, you know. That's exactly what we're just talking about. Because I don't think people realize every story they relate to in some way. Like everyone known someone who's lost or someone very close to them that's lost their life to it. And, you know, college, I hear it all the time. It will never get back to... Or I don't know if never is the correct term, but they don't see an ending college was in 2019. Right. We're always going to be, you know, risking, you know, going to classes and not wearing a mask. We're risking the chance of getting COVID and COVID cases like aren't getting better. We are in right right now with our COVID cases and especially right now being cold and flu season that you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's COVID or if I have a cold it's like and it's a good idea to be checked out if know. your nose starts running go get a test for nah, sure I, the reality of COVID and everything like that really showed me it's not gone the scare of getting COVID but guess what I'm going to do Wednesday what are you going to
2: do Wednesday I'm going to roll up my sleeve and have my booster shot really I have an appointment for my COVID booster that's so exciting yeah.
4: <laughs> do you still feel scared to go out today like, would you be scared to go to the grocery store, see friends as you were? No, no, I do. I go to church. I see friends, but we are,
2: I, I wear my mask when I'm out in public and, uh, I go to the grocery store when I need to, I try to do it at a time that is not not the, the busiest, you know? and i try to avoid walmart at all costs but <laughs> just because it's not a safe place to be in in the best of times but uh, <laughs> but anyway i i do wear my mask and my friends do too but yeah i don't go to dinner with people that i know haven't had the vaccination and of the the two men that i was talking about and i don't know them personally i know they're ex-wives you know yeah, uh, the one that passed away didn't take the vaccine. You know, that's that's one of the good things about being vaccinated is that usually you have enough immunity that it doesn't cause you to have to go on a ventilator. You know, yeah. if you don't have any other things wrong with you, which the man that Bill that I talked about, he had lots of underlying
4: conditions that caused him to really go down fast. Yeah. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. Sorry that everyone had to go through this. And but I just other than very distant people I know, I personally did not know anyone passing away. And I'm mm-hmm. beyond grateful for it. But absolutely. Absolutely. So sad to me just hearing these stories and you know, close mm-hmm. friends or close friends, exes that <laughs> Well, I considered, I considered Bill and Faye
2: very good friends. I've known them for years and been in their house and they've been in mine. And, and, you know, it was, it was really hard for his wife and really sad for everybody. You know? no, And I... I can't imagine Chris, their son, having brought it home and knowing that he brought it, introduced it to the house because they had been very careful,
4: yeah. you know. Oh, I going out at all so you will say a prayer for their family and everything and I'm okay. sure you're doing everything in your power to help you know ease the pain and do your part to pray but it's just still so sad something that I would have never predicted I would never predicted my freshman year of college be in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and <laughs> Still, I, each time I remember thinking that it was going to be over by the time it was my birthday and then not over and only getting worse. (laughs) Then I'm like, well, for sure, when the vaccine comes out, like COVID is just not going to be a thing anymore. I feel like for a while in my head, once I got the vaccine, I was like, yeah, COVID's not a thing anymore. But, and then I started hearing about cases and especially having the one case so close to me that COVID is not over and it's not over. over.
2: Be in a while, no. and and you know this is a opinionated old grandmother talking to you, but I certainly cannot understand the thinking of people that say I'm not going to get the shot. I I I don't understand that. <laughs> you
4: know, we got the shot the very first day it was available for 18 year olds because I was only 18 at the time when I got the shot, and so mm-hmm. the very first day it was available for 18 and up. I got my shot and I told my dad and my mom that in Utah, because they lived in California, so shots there were very limited. So they weren't getting their shots Uh three more months. And I'm like, you know, if you come to Utah and just say you're 18 and older and give an address, which we have the place in Park City, I'm like, you can get your vaccine as close as in two days. (laughs) So they both do you remember I was there when they had their
2: vaccines? I went with them, sat in the car and and watched them go in the place and come out rubbing their arms.
4: <laughs> How early did you get the
2: vaccine? I had had it. I got it as soon as, as people over 65 could get it. So I had my first one on January 8th,
4: 2001, and the second one on February 5th. Wow, that is a lot sooner. I thought mine was faster than it was April. <laughs> uh-huh in a terrible situation that I wish could have been avoided although I don't know how I don't know either I don't
2: know either it's one of those things in life pandemics the last one happened a hundred years ago <laughs> 1800s 1800? uh, in the 1800s like 1818 18, there was a pandemic yeah. but a completely different world then you know the medicines were not such but but there was a lady that unfortunately uh in oklahoma city that died of covid that had lived through she was 100 and she had lived through the pandemic and not gotten sick back then but she got it and passed away from covid you know about 100 years old that's still a long it's a long life and it's it's hard
4: to have the right resistance when you get that old you know yeah oh that's that's unbelievable she lived through two pan well she didn't live through two but she saw two well she was
2: a a little kid during the i I think maybe a baby during the first
4: one and so i hope i never see another pandemic and i hope this pandemic goes away very fast me too me too thank you so much vicky for taking the time and Just talking to me about your impacts of the pandemic and loss.
0: No two stories are the same during the time of COVID-19. Today you've heard about opportunities lost, lives changed due to insurmountable odds, and positivity overcoming all the negative in life. Thank you for listening to Aftermath, Episode 3. Tune in to Episode 4 where we focus on positive things that have come out of this COVID-19 pandemic.